Welcome to the Mass Device Fast 5 MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We have a whole host of news today, as per usual, so let's just shift our focus to the realm of medical devices. Sean, will you guide us through sort of a synopsis of the five news stories that we have for today? Sure. Today's roundup includes a collaboration between Henry Schein and MedPod to launch portable telediagnostics. Inspire Medical appointed a new chief medical officer. Antares Technologies touted its first successful implant of the THV heart valve. Augmetics acquired Surgiline's digital health assets. And Abbott is withdrawing its trifecta heart valves from the U.S. market. Some very interesting stories that we have teed up. So what's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is Henry Schein and MedPod collaborating to launch their MedPack portable telediagnostic system. It's another story that falls into the recent trend we've been talking a lot about in terms of virtual care. And what is that MedPack system? MedPack's a lightweight portable telediagnostic offering that enables healthcare providers to offer comprehensive professional care regardless of location. Companies say it bridges the gap between remote telemedicine consultations and in-person office visits. It, it's literally like a backpack that unfolds with all sorts of instruments and tablet and all, all that stuff. So it's quite a convenient tool. Interesting. And I know, as you mentioned, there's been this growing demand for telemedicine, especially in the wake of COVID-19. So this is just opening new avenues for delivering this personalized care. How does MedPack serve as a telediagnostics offering and what are the benefits it offers to healthcare providers and patients? It comes with real-time video and audio capabilities, enabling clinical and lab data streaming on cellular and Wi-Fi networks. The connectivity capabilities help facilitate continuous patient monitoring and enable access to essential medical data. It can be used across a range of settings, ambulatory surgery centers, emergency medical services, off-site point of care, health professional storage areas, house calls, military, schools, all sorts of things. MedPack has a selection of medical instruments, as I mentioned, to open them up from a backpack along with an exam camera, a tablet available in 12 or 17-inch screen, hot swappable batteries, and a headphone jack for stethoscope monitoring. So is MedPack already available for healthcare professionals, or how can they access and utilize this new telediagnostic offering? It is already available in the U.S., yep, and Henry Schein is the exclusive distributor, so through through their channels is how they can access it. What's the next thing that we should know for today? The next thing is that Inspire Medical appointed a former Applied VR executive as its chief medical officer. Another big executive appointment for the sleep apnea treatment developer after it announced its new chief strategy officer last week. Who is taking over as chief medical officer, and what is some of their career history to support this appointment? Well, Dr. Sharice Sparks is taking over, and she began her career with more than 10 years practicing as an orthopedic trauma surgeon before transitioning to medtech, where she started out at J&J's Dupuis Synthes. After that, she served as chief medical officer at Applied VR, a virtual reality-based pain treatment developer. She's also previously served on the Inspire board of directors, so she has plenty of familiarity with the company that she's now joining. And what are executives saying? President and CEO Tim Herbert said the company is excited to add Dr. Sparks, a board-certified physician with extensive business and leadership experience. Inspire has long partnered with leading ear, nose, and throat surgeons and sleep physicians as part of its medical advisory boards, Herbert said. 
So in her role as Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Sparks will continue to amplify those important collaborations, further enhancing focus on delivering high-quality patient outcomes. As a result of her deep knowledge of Inspire's business from her service on the board, he said, Sparks is well-positioned to lead clinical development initiatives to ensure optimized therapy design and inclusion of critical user inputs. Let's move on to one of the two heart valve stories we have for today. And Terrace Technologies touts its first successful implant of the DUR-AVR THV valve and valve procedure. So more innovation in heart valves and their various uses. Can you explain the significance of that recent announcement? Yeah, well, it's significant. It came as part of Health Canada's special access program. Dr. Anita Asgar, a doctor in Montreal, made the special access program request because she wanted to use the valve for a patient with a failing valve and short frame height at high risk of poor hemodynamic results with a conventional valve and valve procedure. So with this in mind and with the success of the procedure, we could see the significance play out in the sense that it could become another option for a population of patients who maybe won't see their condition improve with the traditional methods available. Oh, that's interesting. So what makes that heart valve unique compared to other transcatheter aortic valves on the market? So it's a new class of biomimetic heart valves, according to the company. It says it's the world's only balloon expandable single-piece transcatheter aortic valve shaped to mimic a native human aortic valve's performance. And the article mentions a growing population of patients with these failing valves. How does Anteris valve address the needs of this patient population without compromising hemodynamic performance or future coronary access? So Dr. Asgar explained that the valve provided a life-saving solution for a patient requiring a new valve to be implanted without compromising hemodynamic performance or future coronary access. This unique design of the valve, including the low frame height and single piece design, makes it well-suited to address the needs of these valve and valve patients. And the company's chief medical officer, Chris Maduri, added that the successful procedure further validates the company's valve and valve work, signaling the viability of a purpose-built valve designed to achieve life-saving outcomes in a patient population currently treated with trade-offs in mind. What's the next thing that we need to know for today? Augmetics is set to acquire digital health assets from a Surgiline auction. So Augmetics looks to benefit from the bankruptcy situation that's played out at Surgiline. What was the cash purchase price offered by Augmetics for that digital health asset? Augmetics bid $900,000 for the digital health assets auctioned off by Surgiline. And how does this expand Augmetics's business? The augmented reality-based surgical navigation technology developer says the purchase strengthens its portfolio with IP and other digital health assets, and it could be closed as soon as August 8th once it has a bankruptcy court approval hearing. What are executives at both companies saying? Augmetics president and CEO Kevin Hikes said the company is pleased to further expand its strong technical and intellectual property position in the field of augmented reality surgery with this planned acquisition. Augmetics shares Surgiline's passion for developing cutting-edge technology in the name of improved surgical outcomes. Surgiline also sold its hardware and biologics assets to Extant Medical for $5 million as previously announced, and President and CEO Terry Rich said, Companies pleased to have concluded the sale process and believes with Extant and Augmetics that the technology and its potential will live on. So Surgiline is happy that its IP falls into capable hands. And let's move on to our last story of the day and that last heart valve story. The last story is that Abbott is withdrawing trifecta valves from the U.S. market. So like you said, we had positive heart valve news earlier, less so here, though. 
So what led Abbott to decide on discontinuing the trifecta family of valves and what is the company's new focus in the heart valve solutions market? So about five months ago, Abbott and the FDA warned that these valves could deteriorate early. So that sort of set the precedent for what was to come in a statement today that the company said Abbott decided to withdraw and discontinue the trifecta family of valves to focus on its next generation tissue valves that maximize possibilities for lifetime management of valvular heart disease. So how is Abbott handling its inventory-related activities worldwide? Abbott plans to collect its unused, consigned inventory and assist in the returns of any customer-owned inventory. The company said in its statement that it's initiating inventory-related activities worldwide for unused trifecta and trifecta GT valves in accordance with respective regulatory frameworks. And that makes five. That is all the news that we have for today. Thanks, Sean, for coming on and giving us your insights. No problem. As always, read more on the Mass Device website. Check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. What about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.